Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello! Today's episode is a very fun one. Yeah, are you ready for more um, hijinks and shenanigans? With one of our skate gang sisters. Oh, that's right. Uh, They are a comedian and an actor and um, like all of a sudden... uh, catapulted into a uh, huge superstar. I mean, everyone year. says all of a sudden, but it's like, she's been working in the industry for years. Right, it just it, finally paid just off all at once. Very quickly. Yes. Yeah. So Lacey Mosley is with us on the show. And we love Miss Lacey. I hope we you enjoyed the scams. episode. Scams. Scams. She is the scam goddess. We talk about um, working in the industry. We talk about racism. We talk about massages. We and... talk about iCarly. We didn't even ask a single question about her co-star Miranda Crossgrove. Oh, and the memes, honey. The Miranda the memes. memes. All right. Bye. Enjoy. Forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Number is 213-8536-9180. Our email is sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks? I'm Big Dipper and that's Meatball. No, Welcome back to Sloppy Second with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball and that's Big Dipper. There you go. You took a lot of liberties with musical rests there. You said 213-8536-9180. You really jumped the beat. Well, I heard that it's very popular now to be offbeat. Yeah, blueface. I feel like that's a very very popular popular thing. Okay, well, before we start, I want to introduce our special guest. Uh They are an actor, a comedian, Mm -hmm. a podcast host, a roller skating diva. It is Lacey Mosley. Can we just talk about how Meatball, like, you just introduced me and you didn't use feminine pronouns and it was actually really cool. (laughs) Oh, I didn't? You said they are in and I was like, oh, we could just all do that. (laughs) We could, no, we could, but then some people get offended. You think people get offended if you do they? I feel like they is the catch-all for everyone, right? I agree. I agree. They is the catch-all. How do you feel about actor versus actress? Because some people really like to say actress if they use she and her pronouns. Oh, no, I like actor because actor yeah. is gender neutral. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I enjoy that as well. I um, tell people how, that all the time. How is your summer going? How is your summer going? What are we doing it's, this summer? It's good. It's cute. Look, skies out, thighs out. I don't know who I am now. <laughs> After the pandemic... And it's not after we still in this shit. Now we right. got Delta Lambda, goddamn fraternity variants, you know? <laughs> alpha Kappa Alpha Gamma Gamma Beta. What's the um, climate change rhyme for skies out, thighs out, like haze out, um <laughs> you know, like wildfire <laughs> haze covers the skies. 
I'm about to show off these thighs. Something like that for the summer. Oh. No, we are about to die. <laughs> we are about to die. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, existential dread, but make it fashion. Listen, here it yes. is. Make it fashion. <laughs> I listen to like I usually listen to like a little news roundup podcast every morning, and I was traveling last week, and I just sort of like let that skip my mind, and then I caught up on two of them this morning, and I was like. Oh, yes, this always put a cherry on my day, <laughs> listening to climate change and awful politics and just Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, I look, mean, yeah, let's start the podcast down. That's what I right, love to do. The best let's part talk of about climate up. change. Let's talk about how everything's dying. Real Can good, good, good up? stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's, sadness let's build in up. your cup. <laughs> Can we get so, into that pause, that musical pause where like uh, Meatball did, where there was mm-hmm. something in between the phone number? The sadness in the cup. Yeah, well, yes, it's sad. But also, I yeah, no, we're we're wrapping off rhythm now. That's what we're doing. That's yes. what we're all doing. I've been doing that for years. There's a guy who does it really well. Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. But he's the one who, like, has a bunch of viral TikToks that are like, I'm a beat the pussy up, but I'm a coochie monster. Like, who is that guy? Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Dang I've seen it. a couple. I've seen people duet his TikToks. He is a genius. He literally just gets on the beat and talks like this. And it doesn't matter what the beat is. And it's fantastic. <laughs> we have to find him. So, but. Lacey, we have we have some very specific line of lines of questioning that we're going to get into here. Number one, your birthday falls on what a lot of people consider a holiday. But it is a holiday that is uh, that you have co-opted for yourself. Fourth of Julacy. <laughs> Which I absolutely love, because what better to celebrate on that date than you? (laughs) How was your 4th of Julacy this year? I've had that hashtag for like six years. It's absolutely insane. Um, It was fun. It was like my wedding. I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married, so I'm just going to throw myself a wedding real quick and have a wedding and fly like my closest friends and family out and stay at a mansion and and have a catered dinner and a yacht party that turned into a scam with a sweaty ass motherfucker named Pablo who robbed me. And (laughs) And then we threw a party on Sunday. It was cute. Yes. And you know it's you should you should know a scam when you see it. You should see it coming. So what happened? I was busy. I had a party planner and my wonderful assistant. So I was kind of hands off on certain things. Like they would go take tours of like where we were staying or where the party was gonna be, and they just put me on FaceTime. Like so with the boat situation, I was working. I didn't know until the day of me and all my friends and bro. It was so embarrassing because I thought I was about to have a P Diddy white party moment. I was like, y'all wear white. I'm yeah. wear. <laughs> Uh-huh. Blue and white in the photo, so I pop because I'm the bride. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when I tell you we were waiting for Pablo in Marina Del Rey on the curb, I got all my friends in white, and my, most of my friends are black. And my friend Anthony was like, "Why you got us out on the corner looking like slaves on Easter Sunday?" Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! Sweaty ass Pablo had us waiting there for like 45 minutes, and we saw a people across the street from us, a big group of people who happen to also like be white, um, also be white. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on where I go, I am white sometimes. Okay, so, oh, absolutely, same. I switch also it up. Right. 
I keep them guessing. So I was right. You gotta keep the tricks guessing. So I looked and I was like, well, if they're over here, maybe this isn't as odd as I think it is. Because I'm used to just going to the marina and getting on the yacht. I don't know nothing about waiting and like what's waiting going on. Waiting on the curb. <laughs> oh, they're no. like, me at this intersection. And you're like, sir, you have a boat. Why, why, you're gonna pull you, up. You're gonna <laughs> land over it somewhere. Right. That didn't tip you off, Lacey. No, what tipped me off was this. I overheard my assistant on the phone with Pablo because he was saying, like, you know, it's holiday weekend. He running late and shit. And he's, like, coming physically over to walk us to the dock, I guess. And she said, oh, you're walking right now? He said, yeah. And she's like, oh, do you have your pirate hat on? And I was like, first of all, as like, my assistant, why are you so comfortable with this? This man be wearing pirate hats and you just said that, like, that's not <laughs> oh, bizarre. <no>. And <laughs> then why you got a pirate hat on? <laughs> Wait, so was he wearing a pirate hat? Did he show up? What was <laughs> the scam? He showed up carrying one of them wagons. You know them wagons at the flyer, radio flyer? Oh, you no. Know, as a kid. He had one of them wagons. Uh, <laughs> and he was so sweaty. Like, when I tell uh-huh. you, so wet. I'm going to find a picture <laughs> so that y'all can see. So I took photos because I was like, I, I need people to know that I'm not lying. He was sweaty for like five hours. I've ne- never seen somebody maintain that oh, level that's of perspiration. Right. We don't need to hang out. We know what that is. Yeah, you've been roller skating we, with me. You've seen someone we, that's sweaty. We do. We just hide it with clothes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I got robbed a little bit. But I was like, you know what? It's only fair that I get scammed. Wait, wait, but what was the scam? scam? Was the it just not a bad? good boat? Or was it that he was late? Was it up to your standards? Or you don't like sweat? All you of those things. Pirates? Everything you're saying. So they okay. told me because the boat was big. It, it actually, the photos of it, the boat was huge and really cute in the photos, but it was old. So when I actually got on that bitch, I saw uh, that it was old. I went downstairs at one point. It smelled like ass. It was right. like. Okay, I got you. Okay, was, okay. I see now. I had a very similar experience for one of my friend's birthdays in Marina Del Rey, uh, where the guy was like late. And then we went, and then once we got on the boat, it was supposed to have all these amenities, and, like, it was supposed to have, like, an open, like, a bar and stuff. Luckily, we brought our own alcohol and stuff, but there was no bar, no food. The bathroom on the boat was broken, so we couldn't even go downstairs to use it. And the top floor was supposed to have all these beanbags and shit on it, and it was just carpeted. So it didn't even match the pictures. Yo, I feel like we might have had the same experience. It might have been the same guy. Except for, I had 15 people, and they told me that 12 people was was allowed on uh, the water for commercial rentals. So Uh anything above that, they were like, you know, the Coast Guards and people will get mad at us they'll find us or whatever that don't make no sense to me because i just know how la works and you can do anything you want with money like so (laughs) yeah also like is the coast guard gonna come by and start counting like just hide people in the bathroom one in one out of the basement they're like stay down here for 30 minutes while we. when i tell you pablo did the middle passage to us (gasps) he told us we were gonna take one boat to get to our boat we get on this tin can boat with the other group of white people who was across the street we (gasps) all get the same boat we all get on the same tin can boat, and they're like, we're going to drop y'all off first. We're driving around for like an hour and a half on the water. They see the Coast Guard, uh, whose boat does look like a police boat, but on we- right. on water. And they're like, oh, we got to go this way. And so they're like orbiting the, course, the Coast Guard, trying to get away from them. Then finally, I see the boat. The- Pablo's like, okay, we all have to get on these this dinghy. 
this that can only fit three people at a time. The water's choppy. You just have to get on it. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. This is like, let's go back. And they were like, no, we've gone too far. It's been an hour and a half. My cousin's like, you're getting on this fucking little tiny dinghy boat. We're doing this. It's your birthday. And so they put me in a life vest. <laughs> oh, my God. I get on this dinghy. Pablo, sweaty ass, is like, so imagine a bench. There's me, my other friend, and then in the middle where the steering wheel is, is Pablo uh-huh. stepping on both of our feet on both sides, <laughs> driving this dinghy boat. He's sweaty Pablo. as fuck. And he's also on the phone, seemingly to try to stop another crisis that he started. <laughs> he's on the phone talking about, yeah, just wait on the curb. We'll come pick you up. I'm on my way right now. <laughs> Group number two. <laughs> Yo, I think you hit it the nail on the this head. This is a nightmare. I would have laughed. I would have gotten my money back. Well, listen. So the reason <laughs> we talk about scams for our listeners is oh, that right, right, Lacey right. has this amazing podcast called Scam Goddess where you you talk about historical scams, you talk about iconic scams, and you have guests on to talk about scams that they have uh, been a part of. Now, one would think if you you study the the subject of scamming so much that you, well we can blame this on your assistant. Right? What a yes, subtle drag! It's the assistant. It's the assistant. It was not Lacey. <laughs> one would one assume. Would I mean, I am one, and I am thinking maybe if you study scams all week long. I say this on my show. I'm a scammer, and I'm a mark. Yeah. I'm both. And yeah. sometimes, like I knew when I heard pirate hat, I should just turn around and call the Ubers and like forfeit. I knew oh some but then I was... pirates were the original scammers. And right? Thieves, you know what I mean? Wow. Why would you want to advertise like that? I was intrigued. Like I was intrigued, and so it was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." But I will say that when I got on the little dinghy boat to go to the main boat, and Pablo literally, like my friend Edgar, came with us. So there's three of us, and. Pop, when we get to the main boat, Pablo threw rope at him. Like, uh, just threw rope at him and was like, tie the boat up. And we were like, nigga, he ain't no sailor. Where did you why, why do you think that he can do He just threw some rope at him. And I said, absolutely not. So I told my friends and I told the people who owned it, I was like, no one else is getting on this little dinghy boat. Either y'all pull this motherfucking boat up and let me off or pull the boat up to the dock and let them on. But absolutely nothing in between. I was going to die on my watch. So then they pull the boat up and the owner's like, well, Pablo didn't tell me it was going to be more than 12 people. And I was like, Pablo didn't tell me a lot of things either. We're on the same page. Uh Pablo is scamming us all. So then the boat owner pulls the boat up, and I swear to you, it was like smuggling. He was like, get on, get on, get on. He's like yelling from the top of the boat. He's like, get on, get on. And my cousin was like, no, the boat ain't tied to the dock. (laughs) (gasps) You know what it probably was is that that boat owner doesn't own a dock at Marina Del Rey. So he probably didn't want to. to, You have to pay to get a spot there. So what he was doing was very illegal being in like an area that he shouldn't have been in anyway. (gasps) That's it. That's why they had the dinghy to the thing to the thing. Because when we got on the boat, it was docked at Marina Del Rey. But it was like there was all these crazy rules about like you can't bring a ton of alcohol, you can't do a bunch of stuff. Well, you're blowing my mind. So you were scammed. You You were middleman scammed. Walk on a dock and then step onto a yacht. That's what I'm used to. That's what we did in my (laughs) yacht. Every time I've been on yachts, every time I've been on yachts, that's what happens. Every Every single yacht. How many yachts have you been on, Miss Lacey? I've been on a lot of yachts. I have friends who own yachts. You just oh. go to the yacht. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, speaking of, um, 
friends who own yachts, you have had quite the year, okay? Yes. When when many other people were looking at doom and gloom in this pandemic, you were looking at glow up. You starred on season two of a Black Lady Sketch Show. You also star on the reboot. They call it a reboot, right? Of iCarly. Um, which is on Paramount Plus. You, your career, like it's their tentpole show in this last year, and you've just like you've been skyrocketing. How how has that been for you? Well, thank you. It's been exactly what you described. It's twofolded. One best year and a half I've probably ever had in my entire life. Also, two worst year and a half I've also right. had in my entire life. Yeah, like, a lot of bad shit. A lot of bad shit happened, and so it's weird to be like woo, but also like. I don't know. I just I'm just happy to be alive because child, I made it through the Hunger Games and, and right. everybody ain't make it. You know what was that thing that Rue was uh, the, with the uh, whistling? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't whistle. Yeah, I can't sing it. Because that's what she does. <laughs> oh, she does. It. They do that like mocking. Yeah, well, why are we all doing it like somebody go see it? That would be it if it was <laughs> they, a song. When they killed Lenny Kravitz in that movie. Wait, when did Liddy die? Liddy Kravitz? Number two. Oh, yes. Yeah. Spoiler did he alert. Di- How did kidding. he die? Oh, spoiler what? alert from 10 years ago. They, the, 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 I don't the, believe in spoilers. Just stay on the, the internet until you watch it. There you go. The the Capitol soldiers murdered him. Oh, yeah, you're right. With right as she was ass. going up in the tube mm-hmm. to and the she games. she saw it happen. That was disrespectful. Traumatic. You can't kill Lenny Kravitz in any movie. He's too sexy to die. That's actually very rude. When can we have Jennifer Lawrence back? Are we done hating her? Well, because she was overexposed for a while, and now she like now she's not doing anything. I miss her. Anyway, she probably wanted a break. I'm not mad at her. If yeah, she was getting so much hate for no reason. You know how that feels. Because she got wow, wow, well, not because you did anything, just for no reason. Because you're on iCarly, and everybody is like saying some of the most racist stuff possible to you yeah uh, yes but but jennifer lawrence is a white woman so yeah, people it's a little different i'm gonna say it's a little different i just mean hate in general but yeah her hate was yeah no 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 racism is definitely no, different than a white woman being overexposed saying fucked up stuff listen you racism you your computer oh no <laughs> now now give us your dissertation on racism you put right. all ears I now believe you're pretending to freeze. I, you believe the children are our future. I believe that what I said was incorrect. Yes, but <laughs> people, are you freezing yourself, or is no. your computer freezing? I feel no, like my computer I can is see freezing. You blinking, but your the rest of your face is like frozen. What's going on? She's like, Lacey received unwarranted, awful, racist attacks simply for getting an acting job. Where's Jennifer Lawrence at? That's, no, that's it was the other way around. But, <laughs> I mean, how have you been handling it? Like, what have you done for yourself to, like, not feel bad about it? Because it's like, I couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to look at that shit every single day and be like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, it was tough for a little bit. But the other beautiful thing is that racism is old. It's not new. It's not exciting. It's not fresh. No one is giving me hot new slurs and slangs. You know, it's just the same old regular degula, boring ass racism. And so after a while, you're just like, this all you got? 
Like, why why is no one talking about how one of my eyebrows don't match the other because I tried to cut it when I was eight? Like, why are we not really, you know, actually <laughs> trying to hurt me? Um, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, I'm joking, but it was painful. But then, yeah. you know, uh, after the fact, I realized that there's so many amazing, what I call the real fans of iCarly, who came out and were supportive and kind and fought off the trolls and reported a lot of things so that I didn't even have to see it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of real ones who love the show and I love them. It's such an interesting, like, like obviously like you said racism is old it's not a new idea and hate out in the world is not a new idea but social media is very new and so i mean relatively speaking to like the idea of spewing hate um and so i i, I don't know like i i it's such a weird cycle of like you 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 need social media in order to like put yourself out there to get into a position to be on a show at that level. You know, you sort of like, it's part of the career to sort of like build your reputation and your personal brand. And then it's sort of like, once you're, you're exposed to millions of people, you're sort of like, let me turn this machine off because I don't need to hear from everybody out there. That's such a fascinating thing to me. It is. It's like, you have to find a balance. And I, I knew This is going to sound insane, but I always knew that this was like what I was going to do and that I was going to be famous and that like I don't I don't send nudes. I don't let people take photos of me in compromising positions. I've been this way my entire life because I knew. But I thought it would be like gradual. I thought it would be like, oh, and we're here. And instead, with iCarly, it was uh, immediate and an onslaught of trauma instantly. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. This is not what I had planned for. Um. But, you know, I do like interacting with people who are fans of the work that I do or the shows that I'm on and also seeing a lot of people feel um, seen by the work that I do, like seeing a dark skinned black woman who's queer and she doesn't have to have a coming out party and no one fucking, you know, berates her or, you know, you don't have to see her go through trauma. I'm not playing a slave, you know, like them getting to see that that's really dope and making those connections is dope. But I definitely think you have to have like a cutoff point for yourself. Like, I don't share certain things about my life online ever. Personal life, things that are going on, like, and that's what everyone has to remember is that some people's Instagrams and socials and Twitters are a highlight reel. Other people love to be messy and tell all their business, and I love those people. I'm like, (laughs) yes, you better use Twitter like your diary. You better use it like your diary. I want to know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I do. You follow some people just because they're messy. Yes. Oh, twofold. So yes to both of you. Yes to protect myself, but also Meatball, yes, I follow some people because they are messy. Yes. I'm like, it's cringy sometimes because I'm like, damn, like you really going off. But I'm also like, what else? I still, <laughs> I still absolutely follow Azealia Banks. I want to read Ooh. her dissertation and listen to her uh, Instagram stories podcast because I'm just fascinated by the, oh, yeah. the way chickens. that she can put things together. Digging Click. up her old cat and boiling the bones. Oh, like, what's God. going on? Freedom of religion. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted 
dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with factor meals, I'm like, oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like. The mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus... 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. You Lacey, meant your riff was so good? Yes. Lacey, do you know the musical Wicked? Yes, I'm familiar. Have you seen it? No. And why? Huh. I know. Because, like, I don't know. I just missed the wave. I also missed the Hamilton wave. Don't judge me. I oh, no, you didn't miss those. anything. Hamilton was terrible. <laughs> wow. Hamilton. Unique, unique take. We also didn't Hamilton's much enjoy bad. the film In the Heights either. In the Heights, the movie, also bad. Did you I watch heard, that? I heard In the Heights was a little messy. <laughs> it was. Okay, good. They were like, there's only white Latinos <laughs> in this area. <laughs> like, in the Heights. Um. All the black people disappeared. They did. <laughs> what's a musical that you're like really into? Oh, what's a musical Uh-oh. that I'm really into? Cats. I mean, <laughs> I know that Cats is so terrible that it's good, uh, mm-hmm. and that we've all decided that it's so camp. But I like, I love Dreamgirls. Oh, oh Dreamgirls is good. I just love a movie with a lot of strong, hot black women scream singing at you. Like, yes. why not? So Dream good. Girls and I'll amazing. watch anything that Beyonce's in because I am from Houston and you know we have to stand 
I love you, Houston. I love you, Houston. <laughs> You're from Texas too, right? I am from Texas as well. It's just like Beyonce, I am from Texas. <laughs> so did you live in other places before LA or did you move from Texas right to LA to like pursue acting and comedy? Nah, I so my parents made me go to college. Um uh-huh. Oh no. <laughs> I wanted to just move L.A. and be a young hoe and get into TV immediately. But my parents were like, we all go to college. That's what we do here. So <laughs> I got a scholarship. I went to Pittsburgh. I went to the University of Pittsburgh. And then I spent two years in New York City. And uh, I back kicked a guy down some subway stairs after he, uh, one, like, got way too into my personal space and said some rude ass shit to me. When he passed me on the stairs, he was going down, I was going up, and something in my spirit, like, donkey kicked him back down the stairs. And then I ran, because I was like, what if this man tries to fight me? What did I just do? Um, and then I realized I need to move out of New York. Because yeah. <laughs> New York City of the made attempted murder, or just New York is a mess? <laughs> I was like, was that man a police officer? Because that's why Meatball left. That, yes, I did assault an officer in New York, so I had okay, to get then, out yeah, of there, Yeah, then it's time to move. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and did you, cause you, okay. So I first learned about you when I was, we, we've talked about UCB a lot on this podcast because mm-hmm. I, um, you know, came to LA just a handful of years ago, five years ago and started taking classes there. And I was like older than everyone and sort of like was rolling my eyes at the curriculum, whatever. So we've talked about that a little bit on the show and we've had some, you know, UCB people, but when I was taking classes, I saw you in shows all the time. And when I was trying to like form a team outside of class, your name came up as like, oh my God, do you think maybe we could approach Lacey as like possibly coaching? Like that would be so incredible if she could. Oh yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, I guess this was two years ago or whatever. And so I've seen you perform and you are just like so amazing on an improv stage. Is that like, did you, did you like learn about UCB in New York? Did you find it in LA? Like what, what drew you to that scene uh, of improv? Um, I got really lucky. Like, I met a guy who was actually a friend of a friend from church, and he was so sweet and willing to sit down with me and have coffee, and he was like, here's how you do acting. You already went to college. Do you want to go to grad school? Grad school. Rail, like, uh, Yale, Rutgers, uh-huh. Juilliard. Like, do you want to do that route? Do you want to go start performing in live theater and get your actor's equity card and do it through regional theater? Do you want to do stand-up? Do you want to go to an improv theater like UCB, Second City, IO? Like, he taught me all the avenues. Because basically when you get into entertainment, you're just throwing a lot of shit at the wall and seeing yeah. sticks. Nobody yep. knows what Absolutely. How the hell does anybody become a voice actor? I have friends who are professional <laughs> voice actors, and I will ask them. I'm like, look, bitch, I don't even need this information for myself, but how did you do it? And they're always like, so, you know, you go down an alley, um, you knock on the spark wall, <laughs> you know, it's like nobody can tell you how they did it. Well, that's yeah. how, how I feel about writers whenever I'm like talking to them and they're like, yeah, I'm writing on this show. And I'm like, how did you get that job? And they're like, oh, this person suggested me. And I was like, okay, but why? Like, what were you doing? You've never written before. A how man came out of the shadows. Writing? Yeah. And, and I was like, like, all of a sudden you're just on a show. Okay. Sounds great. Lucky yeah. you. <laughs> So I did stand up and stand up was like, a. I still do stand up. But at the time I was like 21, mm. a hoochie. I'm still a hoochie. And there was a like, it was mm-hmm. a lot Strong of knees. 
you know, thank you. A lot of sexual, a lot of men who were just uh-huh. bitter and thirsty. Uh, and uh. I was like, Ugh. so then I went, to, I pivoted to improv and that felt like church camp. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and um, in New York, it was like, I love taking classes there because the New York teachers really like, I come from a stand-up background and sometimes in improv, I would be like inserting stand-up jokes into scenes and a man dragged me a good, oh my God, my best, my best improv teachers were from New York because when I tell you they would gather you, like gather you so <laughs> they quick. They snatch you like a ponytail. Well, they had yeah. that good improv memory. So you could do like 30 minutes of classwork and then they'll sit down there like, let's talk about that. Lacey, when you came on and you said this exact sentence, they repeat it and then they break <laughs> down why it was completely wrong, leading, selfish, self-serving. And you're like, how the fuck do you remember Here's how that? you fucked up. <laughs> right. And then at the <laughs> end of class, they always go like, well, you know, there are no rules. Nothing is right or wrong. And it's like, well, you just told me how you wrong I was. You just told me I was wrong. But they got me together. Yeah. They really, yeah. And they made me a better listener. Like, improv, mm. that's why I love about improv the most is like, it makes you a fantastic listener. Like, now, like, I can remember things. Like, like my mind's like a steel fucking trap. Like, people say things. I know how to capitalize off of it. I fucking love it. So I did it. I learned it in New York. But then I was like... I got to move to L.A. And yeah. <laughs> I was so happy I did. It was so fun. And so during 2020, like in that moment when everything was shut down, um, there was like a lot of reckoning because, I mean, the improv community in general is like a, a white male community. Um, and so now there is something at UCB. UCB is like not even open right now, right? No, it's not. Um, I do a lot of work with UCB and like trying to, you know, fix a lot of problems, which, wow, you know, being black, just so used to getting roped into free labor. Uh, (laughs) You're like, damn it, it happened again. I didn't even get on a boat this time. How did I get here? (laughs) Project Rethink, which is an initiative to combat the systemic racism at UCB. But is that a paid job? Like, (laughs) (laughs) And how are we combating it? Yeah. So one, uh, you know, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, like, uh, you know, Ian Roberts, they're in Walsh. They're very committed to actually paying people. They were like, do y'all want this job? Like, we'll actually pay you to do this. And we was like, we employ, bro. We're just right. here to try to help the future. Yeah. Um, But also, like, what we were doing was I ran a town hall in June. You know, June was the month that white people were like, racism? Oh, my goodness. This has been happening the whole time since we stole y'all niggas and brought y'all over here and slaved y'all and then freed y'all, but then wouldn't give y'all rights. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but June 2021 is when people were like, oh, racism. <laughs> I completely agree. I refer to June 2021 was when everyone realized that they were racist. I feel like white people didn't even realize what was going on until then. Our mirrors started to work. Yeah, they're like, oh, Oh. do I treat people differently? Well, you know what? White people also had a lot of free time on their hands. And I think that's when they discovered that. We finished making sourdough bread and then started to look at the world and said, oh, I've been ignorant to the systemic racism that's been happening. Oh, it's everywhere. They're gerrymandering the prisons with the blacks and browns to Republican districts to use their bodies that can't vote as numbers and political gain. Like, that's a real thing. Like, I think that white people had time to, like, look around and be like, oh, oops. (laughs) 
It's crazy. I mean, we talked about it. We talk about it a lot on this podcast, but just like everything goes back to racism. Just like Mm -hmm. the way everything works in this world or in America. Tipping in restaurants is from slavery. After Reconstruction, when when white folks had to start hiring black people, hiring them, they wouldn't pay them and then would ask the people in the restaurants to tip and that would be their wage. And that is where tipping comes from to this day. Oh, my yeah. God. It all goes back. It all goes back to racism. <laughs> That's why like they don't tip in other countries. Right. They were like, what is this? The ghetto. <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, <laughs> we just pay our employees. You going to go to J. Crew and tip because they folded your sweater? What's yeah, happening? Exactly. Uh, and then, well, and that also goes back to like fucking colonizer like ideals of like this is my little table for these 45 minutes and i am the king and i will decide how much money i give you based on how well you work for me like i've known people who were like if my i i just look at my water glass and if my water glass gets to half full then there goes half of your tip like people are psychos about power and tipping that's, That's it based off a of service. I'm like, just tip 20%. That's what we Yeah, 20. Do. Uh, sometimes right. I do 21 if it seems like they're struggling. Why not? What? 21? Or 25. 21. Sorry, 25. 25. 1%. Okay. Yeah, baby. I give 1%. Them a 1% I give them that 1% extra because I know they know. No, I give them 25 <laughs> if it's like super busy and I've been kind of demanding because sometimes I ask for a lot of water or things. Lacey, I heard on your podcast you were telling a story and you were like, and I tipped 30% because I knew I had to complain and I wouldn't feel right. <laughs> That's what I do. The scam <laughs> massage. <Yes>. Yeah. Which <laughs> I just love that. You're like, listen, I need to talk shit about this person, but I'm not going to fuck with their rent. So here's 30% and now I'm good to go off. Yes, because you, because the backstory of that was that happened during the racism stuff of Carly and my good Judy Lord Chen was like, I'm going to take you get massages. She had her assistant. We got to really check our assistants. Her <laughs> assistant booked us massage at this place and it was a cute place. And for some reason, she got a very normal massage and I got a very strange abnormal <laughs> the story is great it's on the episode with naomi Perrigan. it's so hilarious you oh, great love naomi the massage sounds very uncomfortable and awful and the other lady goes oh well i tipped him 30 percent, and i paid for it even though it was supposed to be a treat for me because yeah. i knew i had to complain <laughs> i knew i was gonna be pissed and i couldn't complain if she paid so then i was like she was mad i paid and then i was like now let me tell you what the fuck happened <laughs> Oh, my God. I love oh. that. So, um, listen, I want to know a little bit about dating for you. Oh, yeah. Um, How is that, that now? Because you've had a whirlwind year and a half. And I'm we've sure. We've been locked up. We've been locked up. Uh, did you say locked up? Yeah. And they yeah, won't like let us like, out. They won't let us out because of the COVID. <laughs> they won't let me out. <laughs> um, and and I'm sure now that you're um, in L.A., you know, your your social currency and profile has risen. So yeah, I'm sure I see you're your face on buses and billboards all over the city. A lot more fuck thoughts in the DMs. Is that's what's going on? What's your dating experience like? No. Apparently, I am just a terrifying human being. Um, I... I've never had much luck dating. I'm a dark-skinned black woman in Los Angeles, which, like, 82% of black marriages are between two black people. But in Los Angeles, I'll say this. I'll meet 
certain people, like, I'll meet black men and be like, oh, I wonder if they'd like black women. Like, I'll think that because uh, that is how dangerous uh, it is in Los Angeles. It's really bad. And then I talked to one of my friends actually this weekend about dating, and he was like, why are you not treating dating like everything else in your life? You step into rooms and you're like, I belong here. I deserve things. Why are you wondering if someone's going to like you? It doesn't matter if you have dark skin. It doesn't matter if they're prejudiced. They're going to fucking love you because it's you. And so I accepted that. And then as soon as that happened, I was on a flight back from Chicago yesterday night. I sat next to this black man in first class. He looks at me and I think I'd pull my mask down to like drink a little bit of water or something. And he was like, you are very pretty. And he was like, I'm not normally attracted to dark-skinned women. Oh, you are so pretty. No. Yeah, you see how that's, that flipped real quick? But instead of being, like, sad about this shit, I don't know, I felt so empowered. I was like, first of all, I'm your mother. Because he was a dark-skinned black man. I said, first <laughs> right. of all, I'm your mother. I made you. You wouldn't be here without me. I made you. Yeah. And then... We got along. He, like, hoisted my luggage up for me. He was fixing my little TV. He was kicking with me the whole time, my good Judy. And then at the end of the flight, and I could tell, like, he really started to really like me, I showed him a tweet that I tweeted at the beginning of the flight <laughs> about him. What did it say? Oh, damn, I wish I had my phone next to me. But it was like... Wait, Meepo, one of y'all could just go on Twitter yeah, right now and go oh, on my yeah. page. Right you do it. You do it. Okay. But I was like, I am such a psycho. I really engaged with this man, like, got him on my side, had him really like me just to be like, don't do that shit again. <laughs> like- uh- <laughs> okay, 17 hours ago, this dark-skinned yes! black man in first class just told me I was very pretty and that he isn't normally attracted to dark-skinned women. I'm going to jump off the planet now. Also, I'm way hotter than him. <laughs> And, and two, then you showed and he has two phones. He a criminal, so I. <laughs> but I'm a better one. Ah, he's a criminal. He has two phones. Oh what my a roller coaster God. of a tweet that yeah, is. Someone it was a gift. It was a gift, but I fully understand everything about him now. Wait, was so like, you showed it to him? Yes. And what, <laughs> what did he, he say? say? He laughed, but he also looked like, damn. Like, like, like I she think had he four would've... hot takes and one tweet about me. He, oh, I also, like, pulled up on the plane a Black Lady sketch show because it was on the plane. You're and like, I was I'm like, watch myself on TV. I wasn't going to watch me, but I pulled it up for him. And I said, look, that's me. <laughs> and I pulled out my mask. I said, that's me. Like, you just assume that I have no power. I'm like, I'm your fucking queen. Like, oh my god! Like, I what a power him. move! I love that. I Did love he try it. To give you his number or something at the end. So I realized that if I actually want his number, which I kind of low key think I could marry that man after I broke his spirit, because <laughs> um, I still really liked him, and he was a criminal. He had a lot of cash. I was like, I like this. I like what's going on. I like that. This and I think that he walked me uh, all the way out from the plane to where my Uber was picking me up, like, and lingered. And then I realized that because I showed him that tweet, I had broken his confidence oh. about asking me for my number. Good. But I had to. Like, 
he fucked it up in the beginning. And I'm learning that, like, God protects you from things that aren't supposed to be in your life. And if mm. someone's not worthy of you and they're scared to ask you for something, they're intimidated, they're not the right person. Unfortunately, a lot of people are intimidated by me, so I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like... cell that... phone man, if you are listening to this uh, episode of Sloppy Seconds... <laughs> he definitely is, 100%. He's yeah, uh, a big DM fan. Lacey on Twitter. Just respond to that wonderful tweet she wrote about you. What's crazy is that the ball is truly in his court because um, he knows who you are now. Like, all he had, would have to do is just, like, go check that show oh, yeah. and, like, oh, find your true. name or look at that tweet. So maybe maybe you might get maybe a little message being be like, hey. Maybe of another kind of roller coaster, a wild love one. Maybe. Check your message request. He also had a weird name for a black person. Like, my name's Lacey. I've met one black Lacey in my life. and Was I've it Dylan? St- uh, no, I still follow that Lacey on Instagram because I was like, we're the black Lacey's. And then I met two. Now I know two. I follow two Lacey's who are black on Instagram. One of them directed episodes of Black Lacey Sketch Show. Um, a black so, Lacey Sketch Show? Right. And you know what was weird? When the director and you have the same name, which is obviously something I've never experienced, like, I had to take on a different name. Yeah. Because people would be like, Lacey, we need to check this. And I'd be like, huh? I don't know that. And I started realizing, like, <laughs> I was the one without information. So if people said Lacey, they didn't mean me. Because why would I know anything? Uh, <laughs> but his name is <laughs> Oh. Oh. No. Isn't that crazy? I, a black man named I know a black man named <gasps> Who lives in L.A.? Uh-huh. Wait, pull up a picture. Is he dark-skinned? Uh-huh. Is he very forward with dark-skinned women? Um, mouth fuck. Was this guy bi, maybe? Okay, you know what's crazy? I asked him if he was gay. <laughs> Dipper, pull say? up a picture. Oh, my well, God, he pull was up a watching picture. We got to bleep everyone's name. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We're back. Now is the time. Oh, you go. No, you go ahead. You're better at explaining it because, you know, you complain when I explain it. (laughs) Well, because you always give people an out right away. Well, don't. Well, okay. Now's the time when we tell a wild and crazy and embarrassing sex story from our past, present, or not future because we don't know yet. Well, maybe I. <laughs> I wanted to tell you a story. Uh I put this in the notes and maybe this will this will trigger something because I did I did just listen to that episode of your podcast where you were talking about the massage. Now, as a gay man, I get massages and I ask them, you know, like I get massages from people who do therapeutic, but it also skews into erotic and sensual. And that is that is agreed upon before we start. So sometimes all it is is a happy ending. Other times, depending on chemistry, it leads to more. Wow. Yeah. This is almost every gay massage. Yeah. I mean, you can you can seek them out. If you go to Why a place- Why don't I know about gay massages? I've never if, heard about this before. If you, go, if you go to an establishment, you know, they can't really do that. 
But a lot of people, you know, right? But so Massage Envy ain't doing gay massages. Correct, correct. But there are like you can find you you go online, you find people who do it, and a lot of them are like certified. They've been doing it for decades. They do the therapeutic, but they also it's and then they you know. They, they give wanna, you a little tuck tuck. They'll be they give nude. you a little hot You'll hot be yuck. nude. You can do a little mutual. <laughs> they'll touching. be nude. Yeah. I, yeah. I, listen, You're I have... get booty naked when I get massages, but I've never had a massage therapist come in and it was also booty naked. Like, oh, it's yeah. so fun. Sometimes they uh, plie their balls onto your elbow while you're like laying. You know what, what I mean? When you're like laying on your front and your arms are up there, they'll just like put their dick into your hand while they're like okay, doing their back. Okay, I'm closing the computer now. No, but uh, the thing is, Lazy has a real all, job. It's all the it's all agreed upon ahead of time, right? It's all this conversation of like, yeah. So it's not an issue of consent, and, and I and I and I appreciate that. I'm just saying, like, being booty naked, I, I just can't imagine. Like, I walk in and I, I like I'm I'm booty naked and you booty naked. Like, why are we both booty naked? Like, because it's, it's an erotic massage. So, so this leads into an embarrassing sexual experience well, it's not that you embarrassing. had. Victor it's a, it was a wild and crazy one. Oh, just a wild one. Okay. So, um, he was using multiple different oils on me. Like he was using the massage oil, and then all of a sudden, this like hot oil would appear, like a hot lotion, and I was like, oh, like that's new and different. And uh, he was doing it on my back and doing it on my back. Uh, and then he was like, okay, time to flip over. He's doing my limbs, whatever. I, you could tell, you know, he's like rubbing his hard dick up against me. I'm like, okay, like this is, we're, we're going there. And then there was like a pause and, you know, I'm laying on my back and he's put like a little towel over mm-hmm, my over eyes. Your eyes. Oh, so it's still professional now. Cause he, they do give you the little eye cover when you flip, oh, when you yeah, flip over. Oh yeah, it's completely. And there's like aromatherapy and there's doing stretching and like take deep breaths and do like muscle release. Like it's, it's a full combination experience right so they're doing like all the reflexology the muscle the stretching all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. and then there was like a pause and i felt him get on the table now he had <laughs> gotten on the table previously now that's not weird because i had a massage with the four seasons and sis definitely got on the table and put her knees and her full body on my back and it was fantastic. what yeah that, that i would have freaked out that happened when i was on my front so when i flipped over I assumed that he was sort of like, you know, I'm on my front. I assumed like, oh, he's going to do some other kind of stretch. But it it had gotten very sexual already at this point. Like there was some mutual touching or whatever. So then I feel a little bit of that hot lotion sort of like drip onto my, my, like my stomach. And then he rips the towel off my face and I look up. He is fully squatting over me. And he takes the lotion and he squirts really hard. So much that this hot lotion like bounces off of my body and he starts rubbing. <laughs> he went full magic, Mike. Yes. He went full he magic, putting Mike. on a show, like all, sitting on top of me, rubbing this hot lotion. It was such a wild experience. I It felt good. Hot lotion feels very nice. Yeah, I do love a I do love a warm lotion. <laughs> but I had no, never, like, it felt like it did feel like Magic Mike. Like the drama of it. Like he had the squirt bottle. He could have just put some in his hands and like applied right. It, but he, he was like, like th- he ripped the towel off your face and was like, "Ew!" Like it's yes. happening. <laughs> like, you know how like you know how like there's a flourish when you're pouring wine and you like yeah. The he sort of like did that with the look. <laughs> No, he really put on a show, and I was like, "Well, and also, you know what?" I immediately and so you thought? tipped him thirty percent. You earned your tip. Yes, 
Also, Big Dipper, you just had a very service industry conversation with me where you said flourishing wine. And we both were like, yeah, I know exactly what that means. It's very like good. where you pour it and you twist the end. You twist it so up so it doesn't drip. Pull it up. Napkin, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I waited tables table. for six years. I used to be Paul McCartney's personal Hampton server. Like, what? I, yeah. That's I so waited crazy. on Bon Jovi, Bono. The funny thing was is when so Bon Jovi and Bono came to the Hamptons together with Paul one time. And um Oh Paul. That's a power and, table. And so but the first thing that I thought was it was right when Bon Jovi or when Bono had that album put on everyone's iPhone. Oof. And I was like, I wanna ask him, how do I get this shit off my phone? <laughs> like and I still have it on my phone to this day. And now he done tricked me. I, I like breaking wave. I'm like every breaking wave. No, 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 no. Because no, no. it would just come on, and I couldn't stop it. No. And so I was like, I love this album now. You tricked me. They got us good. They, <laughs> they got, got us good. And the last thing Paul McCartney said to me when the season was ending. He came up to me and he was like, you know, Lacey, you're, you're really going to rise amongst the servers. Like, you're really going to rise amongst the ranks. Like, you're so talented. And I looked at him and I said, Paul, I don't want to be no goddamn server for the rest of my life. You <laughs> <laughs> said, catch me on your Paramount Plus app. Yeah. That's where you'll see me. Listen, it ain't nothing wrong with working in service because if you get a good service job, you can make $100,000 yeah. a year more oh, than absolutely. that. Like, because those people are geniuses. All the information they know, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have any like summer like service job hookups? Because I bet summertime waiting tables like that whole in scene the Hamptons, is probably wild. Though? So I oh I'm trying to decide which story I'm gonna tell y'all. Okay, <laughs> okay. Not that one. I was too messy. I'll tell you this one. It's messy, but in a different way. Good because Carly is still here listening. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my my PR people are probably like. Don't worry. This is shut an adult, up. This, this is a mess. This is my audience. <laughs> But they're like, bitch, you was just over here talking about racism like you was goddamn uh, Harriet Tubman, and now you over here talking about throwing pussy. What's going on? We are multifaceted uh, <laughs> individuals. Yeah, we all have different talents. But, so, I decided, I was like, I'm going to have a one-night stand. This is like my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I met this guy. I've been approached for a lot of threesomes, and I regret not doing them. Like, I was just, mm-hmm. sometimes it was just like vibes. Like, one time... It was this nice hotel I was bartending, and the man was wearing a fedora. And I was Ooh. like, I can't have sex with somebody who's wearing a fedora. Like, yeah. I can't do this. But this one, I met him, and we didn't actually end up having sex. So sorry. That's the boring part. <laughs> That's fine. He, we got to the hotel room. We were making out. And then I was like, do you have condoms? Because, like, I don't play that shit. I was like, and so he was like, no, I don't. And I was like, okay, well, then go to the store. Mm-hmm. Like, goodbye. Then I realized, because this is impromptu, that I hadn't waxed. And for me, my comfort level is, like, baby smooth little peach coochie coochie. Mm-hmm. So I go into his bathroom. I take a shower. Wow. And then I used his face razor on <gasps> my vagina. Yes! You could have gotten an infection. It wasn't a, it wasn't a scrapey razor. It was oh. an electric razor. It oh, was okay. like you're a fine, trimmer. Fine. So it's like for his beard. And I just used it on my <laughs> It's wild that he just let you sit in his house while he went to the it's store. It's a hotel. Oh, it was a hotel. It was a hotel. And so then I was like, 
bro. Like, I was trying to hide the clippings because it was a lot. <laughs> Not <laughs> it was a lot. I was trying to hide him. When he came back, I was, like, blowing his hair. I was, like, <laughs> trying to blow the hair out because it's, like, obviously this hair is way too long. Like, when you pick your razor up. Yeah. <laughs> you know the same from your beard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So what, did he not bring condoms back? He did bring condoms back. He had a aggressively large penis. And I looked at it and I was like, no. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, what did you expect? Like, da, da, da. And I was like, honey, we're not going to get married. You want me to just destroy my shit? You're and, like, this is freshly shaved. I'm not going to destroy it now. <laughs> yeah, this is brand new, baby. I don't need all that. It looked, it was too big to be fun. Sometimes you see it and you're like, yes. ooh, big and perfect. And sometimes you see it and you're like, oh, ow, and no. Yeah. And I was like, ow, no. So I just ended up leaving. But uh, I don't know if he knows I ever used his razor on my box. I love well, box well, I hope he end. does. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes they're so big, all you want to do is just sort of like touch Hold it, it and be slap like, it around. how does this work? Put like, your arm up against it, like right. measure it from elbow to wrist. You must be completely lightheaded anytime you get aroused. Because <laughs> all yeah, the this is I just want to get some pictures with it. Well, have you seen the ones that are so big that they can't even get all the way hard? Because yes. like they will pass out. Uh-huh. Those poor men. And they gotta tie it on up with the cock ring. Wait, do do Oh, we need to start a do we start a walk? Like a 5K <laughs> for these men? Do we, <laughs> How can we help? Let's I help these men get this blood flow going. And they all they all get to ride like scooters because it's hard yes. to walk with such big dicks. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Well, look at that! Here That's we are. So wonderful. We made it to the end. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lacey. <laughs> Thank you I for ho- having me. I hope one day we skate again. Oh yes, I I told y'all. Y'all saw the group chat. We're all in yeah. the group chat. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we're gonna. I hope we go to that one place. I don't want to say what it is. We place. Oh, when? It's, you know? Well, so I gotta... I'm getting dates, and then we're going to figure out, like, a party bus situation, and we're all going to go. See? Ooh. Yeah, but don't have Pablo drive the party bus. That's not <laughs> like two hours late covered in sweat. That's the, that's the thing. Maybe delegate away from the assistant for this organization. <laughs> the party bus is driven by a pirate. Oh, it's a pirate. <laughs> Oh no! I will a disco not have pirate. a pirate take us. I will, he, I will not. I will not get on the phone like Pablo. You got your disco boots on. You got your your, your oh, bell You're like, here's the thing. Everyone, meet us on the and curb. Your pirate hat. Uh, we'll scoop you up. We're like, everyone, please it. wear white. Right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Or you could call with your fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow me and Dipper on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball on Instagram or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And check out Lacey's podcast, Scam Goddess, which you can get anywhere you get podcasts. And don't you have uh, also a bone, like an extra show on the Stitcher Premium? Yeah, Confessions, where we just read listener letters where they snitch on their friends and family. Ooh, that Ooh. one sounds messy, so jump behind the paywall and get that. And make sure you check out season two of A Black Lady Sketch Show, starring Lacey Mosley and iCarly on Ooh, Paramount+. On Paramount Plus. Plus.
Look at you doing big things. How incredible. Thank you. you guys Congratulations. So what a good time. Yay. Okay. Yay. Doodle doot doot forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 